Hi, and welcome to episode 14 of the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. Uh, this week, Rob is going to be talking about Nordic walking poles or Nordic walking or however you would describe it. How would you describe it? Uh, just just Nordic walking. Nordic walking, which is the walking with the poles that you see people doing, like they're cross-country skiing, I think. First of all, what are Nordic walking poles and what is Nordic walking? <laughs> I'm glad you added that on because I was just going to say they're poles for Nordic walking. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a way of, of moving with poles. Um it was developed, I think it, it was uh, some Scandinavian t- uh, school teacher, so it was in 1966 or in the 60s. And it was developed for the cross-country skiers. You said cross-country skiing. It was developed so they could carry on training with the technique during the summer months. So you'll have seen people walking with poles. It's the difference in technique. So with Nordic walking poles, they're a little bit different to uh, standard walking poles because they, they attach to your hand. So if you think about a normal walking pole, it'll have a handle at the top or a grip and it'll have a strap which you can put your, or a loop you can put your hand through and just hold on. Whereas a Nordic walking pole has kind of like a, a, a glove and then on the glove part of it, around the top, you know where the web of your thumb is? There'll be a loop on there and that clips onto a, a hook, depends on the, the brand of the pole, that'll clip onto a hook or into the pole. So it's com- it's completely attached to your hand. So if you let go of the pole, it's not going anywhere. And then the way you use it is it's on an angle. So it's all, the bottom of the pole is always behind you. So if you think about, you see people walking with poles. So if, if people that are listening to this go hill walking or uh, country walking, they'll see people with poles and the pole's in front of them. So they're always pulling themselves towards the pole. Whereas with Nordic walking pole, it's behind you. So you're always pushing yourself. So you're using the big muscles in your back to move. So I have these poles and they've got straps. They've not got the glove things. So and I thought, oh, Nordic walking poles, but they're not actually, they're just walking poles. That's fine. They're slightly cushioned as well. They've got a spring uh, thing on them, which, which takes some of, the, um, yeah. some of the impact. So a lot of it is about technique uh, and how to use them, obviously. So looking at it, like you say, for me, it's, it's all about that cross-country skiing technique that you see on the Olympics and things like that. And as you say, that's where that comes from, which is quite interesting. Uh, I see a lot of people walking around with poles, very short poles and stuff. I tend to have mine at about just below shoulder height, I suppose. Right, okay. The handles, so they're quite high. There's a really complicated algorithm or, or equation you can use to work out the correct length of your poles for you. But the easiest way to do it is if you stand with your elbow in by your side and your, your arm bent at a right angle and the pole goes straight down from your hand, and then where the grip is, that's how long it should be. Right, I've got you. That's sort of where I am with mine, to be honest, about that anyway. So, as I said, you see a lot of people with them now. I remember when I was younger, you didn't see any at all. When did all this start coming back into fashion, do you know? So, like I said, it, it started off, um, I'm not sure which Scandinavian country it was. It was it was in Scandinavia, and it was in the mid-60s when it start, it first got developed and it's taken on from there. And it's got quite big in Europe. I suppose in Europe, there's, there's a lot of outdoor area, a lot of uh, walking areas as well. I know it's like France, it's, it's quite popular there. But I think its popularity is down to how easy it makes uh, the movement and walking. Speaking on a personal level, uh, I, I walk a lot better with the poles. I find that um, it, it 
just helps with my balance and my rhythm and stuff, which we'll be talking about a bit later. I, I walk far, far better with the poles and thankfully it seems like I'm using them correctly. So the, the, the tip of the pole is always behind me and I'm using to push, basically. Uh, and I think that, that certainly helps. Uh, what's, what's your connection with poles? Not your physical connection, but, you know, you, th- there are qualifications, aren't there, that you've taken? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, when I did it, I did it through uh, Nordic Walk in UK. They've since rebranded, changed the name. The reason I got into it or, or started to learn it was... I was doing a race called the Marathon de Saab, which is in the Sahara Desert, and it, it's over several days. And I wanted to use poles to try and take some of the, the strain off my legs. So in, instead of just learning how to do it, I thought I'll do an instructor course, and then it, it's, it's beneficial to me going forward for my own business as well then. So I did that in 2011. I did the course, and then I learned how to use poles. I took poles with me on the race. It was amazing. They, they really helped me. And then as I've gone on and done other races uh, since then, there's lots of people that, that use poles and on, on long distance races uh, and, and just stuff that's over a mountain. For me, they've been very beneficial. I find I can walk a lot easier and a lot, lot further using the poles than I can without uh, the poles, but that's because of my old man knees and ankles. <laughs> but I think it probably takes a lot of pressure and a lot of... Um, uh, not so much weight, but certainly a lot of pressure off them. And I find, as I said, I find the balance a lot easier. Um, what are the general health benefits then? Because it, it, it's not just about the walking, is it? No, I mean, so you, you said you walk easier and it takes helps in knees and your ankles. So what we've got to look at, it's not so much helping those joints, it's helping the muscles around the joint. So if you think that you're you're walking up a hill, the amount of load that's on the muscles in your legs to get you up there, when you were younger uh, and, and other people, you might find that you're going uphill and you put your hands onto your, on top of your thighs to help you get up. It's just to strengthen and support that muscle. So as I said, it's your back that does a lot of work with the poles. So when you're walking and using the poles, you're taking less strain on the muscles in your legs and in your thighs. And because you've got that going on, it means that you can walk further because the work demand on them isn't as high. So it, the load is spread between the big muscles in your body and not just into, I mean, everyone thinks about your thighs being big muscles. They're actually kind of small when compared to some of the other muscles in your body. So it's more of an all body workout, yeah. not just your legs, using your arms, your shoulders, your back and, and muscles. All around. I mean, I do notice that again, if I've done a lot of walking using the poles, the ache's not just in the legs, it's in the shoulders and the back as well, which shows that I've actually been working a little bit harder with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was 31, I think, when I did the course, and I, I was quite fit then. And after two days doing the course, I was I was hooped. <laughs> I, I was done. I, and a few days after, I could I, oh, I could feel it all over. So the health benefits really are, it's a whole body workout, basically. Yeah, and because it's a whole body workout, it, it benefits your, your cardiorespiratory system as well. So your heart's getting stronger, your lungs are getting stronger. Because you're using your back more, that's supporting your posture. Also, it's supporting your glutes as well, so your bum muscles. And they're the muscles which make us different to other animals because they keep us upright. Not only that, you've got to look at the other benefits. I mean, you're outside. You're outside in the country or or wherever you are, so you're getting sunlight on you as well. And sunlight, as we know, has got a massive effect on different things to do with the body. So it is about walking when you might not have been walking before because this just makes it so much easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the general benefit of that. When is the best time to use them? What sort of walk... 
you know, if you're not obviously not when you're going down the shops, but you know, what's the best way and best time to use them? Uh, that's a good question. So, if you have got, so I know you've got joint problems with your knees, ankles, as you said. Yeah. If you've got joint problems or posture issues or or, or some kind of movement dysfunction, or if you're just doing um, a long distance, it's better to use them at the start because it's like anything. If you wait until you need it, then you really need it. If you use it before you need it, the chances of actually needing it are a lot less. So the sooner you adopt using them, the better. Yeah. I find that it makes going uphill a lot easier. So for example, we um, a couple of months ago, we walked up the Reekin. I couldn't have done that without the poles, definitely. And although people go, oh yeah, I walk up the Reekin all the time. We don't realise it is quite steep in some places and it is quite a tough walk. And I don't think I would have been able to do that even halfway up without the, the walking poles. Same place. I've used poles on there when I've been training for things. Because it takes that load off and spreads the load between your muscles, it means I can I can move a lot faster. So I'm a lot it's a lot more um, efficient and more ergonomic going up and downhill. So not just going up, but coming down as well. Because when you come downhill, so the same as when you come downstairs, you might find that you might have to hold onto the banister a bit more when you're coming down the stairs and when you're going up. And that's the way the body works with muscle contractions. It's stretching, but contracting at the same time. And that puts a lot more load on it. So when you use the poles coming downhill, they're supporting you a lot more. So you you, you can carry on going more so that you've got less fatigue. I find that as well. Certainly with coming downhill, it's sometimes far more difficult than going uphill because of the, the impact of going downhill, yeah. of course, because you're, you're stepping down all the time. But the poles do help. They, again, they help with balance. They help with uh, some of that impact as well. The other thing I find and I, I don't know whether it's part of what you teach, is the, the actual, just the rhythm of using the pole. The fact that you're moving your arms and legs in unison and you've got a reason to move your arms in unison because normally when you're walking, that's not necessarily the case. I, I find that really helps as well. So if you've got like a muscle imbalance or something slightly off when you're not using any kind of support, then that's going to affect your gait and that's going to affect the rhythm and that's going to affect your balance. So when you've got uh, something there that's going to support you and it's going to balance out any muscle imbalances either side because you've, you've got a solid structure, then, yeah, you can get into that rhythm and, and just automatically, because you've got a rhythm, again, you, you're working less hard. The other thing is when you're moving uh, left and right, so when we, when we look at gait and the way you walk, you've got um, a gait reflex. So when, uh, when your right arm goes forward, your left leg will go forward at exactly the same time. And it's what we learn as babies, how we learn to move and get up and walk. So when when you've got the poles and they're allowing you to do that, then again, like I say, you become a lot more economical. Yeah, I can see really how that works because I also find that I can walk slightly faster with the poles than I would do normally as well and for further distance. And I assume that is because your your body is naturally falling into that rhythm. So you stop thinking about the bits that hurt and you're just in the zone almost. The other thing about that gait and that that reflex is that when you're using the poles as, a, as opposed to just walking normally, you'll also get a, a slight bit of torsion, a bit of twisting in the spine as well. Again, you're employing even more muscle there as well. And what that does, like we said, you can feel a bit more tired after. So um, like physically speaking, you are working harder because you're using more muscle, but because the load is spread over the different muscles, then it feels a lot easier and you can move faster because it's like having 
having a car, say your car won't start and you want to jump start it. You've got one person pushing it. If you take that one person and pretend that's a muscle, try, like in your leg, trying to move you. If you've got two people pushing it, it's still the same load, but it's a, it's a lot easier. It's still the same amount of work, but it's just spread over two, two different people or two different muscles. So basically you're using far more muscles to actually do the movement yeah, and, and, and help you to walk, not just the leg muscles or whatever. Right. Okay. I, I absolutely see that. So when you're teaching people how to use these Nordic poles and, and someone comes to you and say, I want to do a, you know, a, a course on that, what's the first thing you start with? What, how, do, how do you um, start other than buy yourself some Nordic poles, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> which we will again talk about later? <laughs> well, I've, I've got some poles. They don't actually need to buy them. If someone's coming to me, then they can, they can borrow mine. But yeah, so the first thing is how to set it up. We, we spoke about that earlier, how to put the gloves on. On the bottom of the pole, there's a thing called a paw, which is just like a, a rubber stopper, so you don't damage the bottom of the, the pole. But then it's just getting used to it. So the, the movement with an audit walking pole is similar to, to marching. And what I found with a lot of people, including I've, I've even done this with soldiers and found that they've struggled with it, is we, we spoke about the cross-cord gait, so the, the, the gait reflex. So what they'll do is instead of having that, they'll they'll swing their right arm and their right leg forward at the same time. It's what in the military we call teddy bearing. So the first thing to do is just get them used to moving in that particular way. So swinging their arms, make sure that their arm goes up high enough and far enough back that they're going to get the benefit from using the pole. And the biggest thing with people is then bending the elbow. So you can have a slight bend, but if you bend the elbow and then straighten your arm out you're using the triceps to move forwards not your back and your triceps are very small muscles and then from that it's how to hold them so that the the lightness of grip that you need and then there's a few then there's a few more advanced techniques after that now this is a course you run through chrysalis fitness training isn't it um and people can come along and and, and book onto your courses to do that and you're doing something next year i believe yeah so uh, i'm doing something local uh, in December, that, I think that's when, when we say local for people who are listening yeah. outside the area. We are in Shropshire, sort of around the Telford, uh, Shrewsbury area. Yeah. So, um, so next year, what I'm going to look at is doing a few one-off days. So it's a full day of instruction and walking, not just a few hours. I'm probably looking at doing it at different different areas around Shropshire. And if people want to know about that, keep an eye on your website. Yeah. You'll have all the information on that, how they can book on it, how much it's going to cost yeah, sure, and where sure. it's going to be, the locations. That's absolutely great. So obviously there's a difference between walking poles and Nordic poles. Would you say walking poles are useful? That's what I have, walking poles, not Nordic poles. Would you say they're, they're, they're useful as well? Yeah. So it, it sounds like you use them sim- in a similar way to Nordic walking pole. From your description of what you've talked yeah. about, yeah, very much so. It's just the difference in, in the way you grip it. So with the, with the Nordic walking pole, the way it clips on, so from the glove that clips onto the pole, then the, the way that the load is placed into the arm and then through into the back is slightly different to a, a normal walking pole. But I mean, if, if you've got joint pain or if you want to walk further, but you don't think you've got the fitness, then if, if you've got something to support you in a certain way like that, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of, of supports in general, because I think if you strengthen a structure, then it'll get stronger. But the thing with poles is you can use that to strengthen the structure to make yourself stronger. I found them really, really useful. I will say since before having them and after having them, you know, I find that doing um, walking long distances is far, far easier than it used to be and, and a lot less painful. But it's like anything, as you say, if you use it, 
it, it will help. All right, so let, let's look at Nordic walking poles specifically. Where's the best place to buy them from? Uh, well, the the ones I've got are from a company called Lecky. And if you are into snow sports uh, or watch the Winter Olympics or see any kind of skiing, you'll see Lecky are quite a big brand in um, ski poles and in, in skiing. There's their website. And are they expensive through them? They can be. There are cheaper brands. Off the top of my head, I, I don't know because I don't use them. I don't know what they are, but there are other brands that you can use. And I've had clients in the past that had other brands and they were perfectly fine, did exactly the same job. It's just a different name. And what you're looking for is a Nordic walking pole as opposed to a walking pole. Yes, you can buy them online. What I would say though is because the way the poles work, you need to. So if you're looking and it's sold as a single, probably look for one that's sold as a pair. Yeah, when I bought mine, I bought them. Uh, they were sold as pairs then. So, yeah. uh, but I, I do know I have seen online where you can buy a Nordic walking pole as a single. So if you get if you're going to do that, look at the cost. And is there a left-handed one and a right-handed one? Thinking about it, no. So what you've got is a left-handed and a right-handed glove. Right. Okay. And then the pole uh, ambidextrous because they just obviously clip yeah. on yeah because the i've got a certain grip on the poles i use which is definitely a left-handed grip and a right-handed grip so you're a great advocate of of the nordic walking pole and helping people to get out there and do more walking basically yeah uh, and and like i said when i first got them mine was to do a race so even if you think you're, you're reasonably fit but if you want to do bigger distance races like cross-country races the marathon or ultras then they come in fantastic and you can get different ones. You can get ones that are set to a certain size. You've got ones that are slightly adjustable. You've got ones which will collapse down as well. If you want any advice on what to buy and where to buy it from, then you can contact Rob through his website. We'll give you the email address and everything uh, at the end of the podcast as well. But there's a couple of other things I was I was going to talk to you about today. You offer plenty of other fitness training yeah. courses so what what the moment are the other popular ones? What are the ones that people are asking you about at the moment? Be- because of um, the thing in Lillishaw, I did one a few months ago, there, are, there has been a bit more demand for that. The other thing is running as well. It's a running technique. And, and again, for, for going further, the pole's coming great. And just ge- general pain. So pain management and... Yeah, and, and, pain man- general pain management and um, running and, and kind of general where people have got dysfunction, just get moving again. Oh, right. Okay. So it's people who want to exercise and are uh, finding issues with pain and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and actually, um, I've had a few clients uh, with, with special issues and, and um, balance problems. And I've used the Nordic walking poles with them in a gym environment to help them move better and, and to help teach that gait pattern again. Right. Okay. So so it all, it all fits together. Everything Rob does fits together ultimately. So you've still got places for people who want to get involved in the general fitness that you that you teach people and, and, the, and the personal trainer work that you do. Yeah. Um, as I said, next year we're looking at doing uh, a few more Nordic walking things as, as one-off. Have you got any other specialist ones that you're going to be doing uh, next year? Yes. Yeah, so, um, it's, it's not released yet, but next year I'm going to be doing pain for runners uh, break free from pain for runners so looking at runners that have got certain pain help them get out of that pain and then change the way they run so that it doesn't come back so i'm going to be running some courses on that so we're looking at uh, doing one-to-ones and if that's not for you then uh, a group course and if that's not for you there'll be a facebook group which you can join and 
you'll, you'll get the information in, but it won't be quite the same as, as being coached. So if people want to know more about what you're doing, and, and you're, I know you're happy to ask any, answer any questions that people have got about the Nordic Walking Poles, about any of the work that you do, uh, first of all, what, what's the website they should be looking for? So the website is www.chrysalis-fitness.com. And if they want to uh, message you personally? Uh, so you can email me at rob at chrysalis-fitness.com. Chrysalis is spelled C-H-R-Y. S-A-L-I-S. Or you can you can message me on 07824-880-311. So you're also on social media, aren't you, as well as the uh, website and the email? I am on Facebook, so look for Chrysalis Fitness Training on, on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram as well. And I've got a YouTube channel, again, just look for Chrysalis Fitness Training and you'll see some videos I've put on there of different exercises and things. Okay, no problem. What we'll do is we'll put all that information about the website, the email address and everything into the show notes. So you'll be able to hopefully just click on those or just copy that, uh, copy and paste those straight into your um, YouTube or into your social media and you'll be able to find Rob on there. And as always, a little bit of a takeaway at the end of all this. The takeaway then, if, if you've got some or you want to use some and you don't want to have, if you just want to buy some and you, you don't want to go to professional or someone that's qualified like myself to show you how to use it properly um the way you grip it that's probably the biggest things people t- hold them too tightly imagine you've got a budgerigar and how how hard you'd, you'd squeeze that budgerigar to hold on to it okay so it is about the grip thanks very much rob uh, for telling us all about nordic walking poles and, and i've learned quite a bit in the last sort of 20 minutes or so about how to use them and, and what we should do is maybe I should buy some new ones. Maybe I should. Maybe you should come out with me. <laughs> ah, that's a good thing. Maybe I should come on to one of your courses. That's actually a really, really good idea. Then I can come back and report on it yeah. as well. Uh, that'd be great. So if you want to contact Rob, just rewind and listen to the information about the website and his email address and his WhatsApp. What do you think we're going to be talking about at the end of December? Well, because it's the end of December, it's that time of year. So probably resolutions and then looking at how you might want to make your resolutions and and how you can reframe it so it becomes something that you'll stick to. That, that's that's a great thing. So many people make resolutions and never stick to them uh, and, and, and maybe go to the gym once or whatever it may be or go, oh, I'll go running every day and end up two days later not doing anything at all. So we're going to talk about basically your New Year's resolutions next time around. And uh, Rob's got some ideas about how you can stick to those resolutions, especially if they do with, to do with fitness and losing a little bit of weight. Thanks very much, Rob, for this month's uh, Chrysalis Fitness Training Podcast. As I said, we're going to be back at the end of December talking about resolutions. So thanks very much, Rob. Cheers. Thank you. This is a 1386 audio production.